ComC is excited to announce their latest grading partnership with PSA, the largest and most trusted third-party authentication and grading company in the world. With over 30 million raw cards available through our marketplace, ComC is expanding upon our effortless grading experience for you to buy, sell, and grade your sports, Marvel, and TCG cards. Don't forget to submit your cards for grading today with ComC Direct to Grading. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend wherever you are at. I know I did. On Saturday night, we went down to Champaign, Illinois, to the University of Illinois, fighting Illini's first football game of the year. They played Toledo, and it had been almost nine years or ten years since I had been down to a football game. That is where I went to school. I had season tickets. My wife and I had season tickets with some friends um, prior to our move up to Canada in 2012. But since we had come back, we really hadn't had a chance to get down there too often. We both went to school down there, and my girls decided they wanted to go see a football game because we've talked about going to games in the past. And so we found some tickets. We went down, and we decided we were going to go to the game on Saturday night. And you know what, as we were parking and as we were walking across campus towards the stadium, there were certain periods of time where we would see a section of campus, we would see some buildings that had been built in the 15 or 20 years since we had been down there, and we're like, wow, this is brand new. But then we would get to another section, and it looked exactly the same. And this wave of nostalgia would just come over top of me, And even though I graduated in 1999, it felt like I was just there. I could picture myself being in that same situation. I could picture myself being on those same steps just like I did when I was there in 1999. And it seemed like yesterday. And that sense of nostalgia just, just came over top of me. And I was thinking back and I was like, you know, sometimes I get that exact same sensation when I am going through some cards and I'm going through a collection and I come across a box of cards that I had when I was a kid, I can almost picture myself sitting in my room in my parents' house, opening up that wax box and putting these into their Velveeta box that they were gonna be housed in while they were sitting in my room. And that sense of nostalgia can almost take you back and put you in there. And I think that's one of the reasons that we love collecting. I think that's one of the reasons that college sports and going to some of these college games can be such a powerful motivator for people because it brings them back to a time where 25, 30 years ago that they were on campus having a lot of fun as a, as a student. And so I think that it just reinforced to me how powerful nostalgia can be in our lives. And so whether that's going back to a, a school or a hometown or whether that is opening up a pack of cards or putting together a collection of your favorite players from when you were growing up, nostalgia plays a big role in our enjoyment of our hobby. 
Hi, this is Pat Hughes, Cubs announcer, coming to you from the sports card shop in beautiful New Buffalo, Michigan. The Gocher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy, sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com, connecting sports, athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. Hi, this is Tony Rice, and I'm here to tell you that the Gocher family has done it again. They just opened a sport card shop in downtown Valparaiso, Indiana, and it is awesome. If you're a collector, you need to check this place out. Tell them Tony sent you, and they get a free gift on your first visit. Well, let's talk a little bit about Upper Deck. How does a hobby box of 2023-24 Upper Deck MVP compared to a box of 2022-23 Upper Deck Extended Series. I really appreciate the opportunity to review Upper Deck products, and they provided me with a couple recent hobby boxes to open and review. A couple months ago, I shared my reviews as a box battle, comparing the highlights of each product as well as my suggestions on areas of improvement. And I thought I'd do that again. So here you are, the 2022-23 Upper Deck Extended Series, versus the 2023-24 Upper Deck MVP. I'm excited to be able to feature two entry-level products in this battle. The Extended Series is part three of Upper Deck's flagship run and puts a bow on the end of the 2022-23 season. MVP is another long-running brand within the UD lineup and traditionally it kicks off a new season with an affordable product for collectors. I really love entry-level products because in my opinion, they highlight the heart of the hobby. They're affordable sets, which provide an opportunity to collect a deep checklist of players with a variety of designs and chase elements, when you include the inserts and parallels, of course. At the time that I am recording this, both boxes are selling for about $60 to $70 per box. Let's start with the, the Extended Series box. Extended Series boxes have 24 packs with 8 cards in each pack. The base set extends that UD flagship checklist by another 250 cards. And similar to Series 1 and Series 2, the final 50 cards feature rookies as either a Young Guns card or a first round rookies card. Five different parallels exist for that base set, including French parallels, with them coming one out of every 120 packs, clear cut come one out of every 288 packs, exclusives are numbered to 100, high gloss are numbered to 10, and there are also clear cut exclusives. In addition to the standard parallels, there's 25 limited photo variations and they added an additional chase. And these variations were a surprise and they weren't mentioned at all in the sell sheets. While autographs are available, they're not the primary focus of extended series. Instead, the parallels, the rookies, and the inserts drive much of the demand and collectability of the product. There are about 15 or 16 insert sets. Most of them focus on retro designs from Upper Deck's past. It kind of gives me a Chronicles of Hockey vibe. I really like the insert sets and the way they utilize those to add variety, add some chase, and also add that sense of nostalgia. Next, we got the 2023-24 Upper Deck MVP. MVP boxes contain 20 packs with 8 cards in each pack, so you get a few fewer packs in that MVP box. The MVP base set also includes 250 cards, and the final 50 of those are short printed. And while technically they're more limited than cards 1 through 200, 
they're not all that difficult to find, and they don't really carry much of a quote-unquote SP premium on the secondary market. There are six different parallels for the base cards ranging from the one-per-pack ice battles to one-of-one printing plates. And similar to Extended Series, MVP does have the possibility of autographs, but they're also very hard to come by, with only 1 in 800 packs having an autograph. Again, they're not really the primary focus of the release. There's cards from five different insert sets that are found in each box, and a variety of parallels exist for many of those sets as well. So let's talk about the battle. I opened one box of each of these products, and in this part, I'm going to compare my thoughts on both the enjoyment from opening and the value that I received in each box. First was the extended series box, and I was very pleased with the card quality. Over the last couple years, Upper Deck has struggled sometimes from product to product with print defects or damaged cards coming right out of the packs. But that was not an issue at all with this box. The cards looked and felt fantastic. Part of my enjoyment with opening wax is the process of, and the experience of ripping. With 24 packs in a box, that makes a good pack opening experience without getting boring. And the variety of inserts and parallels makes every pack a fresh experience. So in this box, here's some of the highlights of what I received. I received one high gloss parallel numbered out of 10. That was probably my biggest hit of the box. It's, it's always nice if you can get a hit out of 10. Second, there was a French parallel. There were three young guns, three first round rookies, and 17 inserts from 10 different insert sets. This box content hits all those nostalgic feels since so many of those inserts are based on past releases from decades ago. And then there was a whole pile of base cards with great photography. Next is the MVP box. And with 20 packs of eight cards, the opening experience was pretty comparable. Again, I like that. I don't focus on the lottery ticket gambling type aspect of breaking. I want my packs to last when I'm opening. There's a bit less variety in the MVP box since there aren't as many inserts and an ice battles parallel comes in pretty much every pack. Now I should say this Ice Battles concept is pretty cool. The game cards provide a direct opportunity to play Pack Wars or another game of your own making. It's a fun way to add some utility to the collection you're building. My MVP box breakdown looked like this. I got one insert parallel out of 250 and one insert parallel out of 20. That's probably again the two biggest quote unquote hits in this box but I got six silver signatures parallels. I got 20 ice battles parallels, 12 inserts, and there was an example of at least one from all five of the insert sets, and again, a whole pile of base cards. From a pure financial perspective, neither box was a total bust, but neither was a, an outstanding complete home run either. They pretty much provided the value that you would expect. A few of the rookies in the high gloss out of 10 were the nice finds in the extended series box. But again, like I said, overall, they were, they were pretty much what you would expect from an entry-level base and insert-driven product. The MVP box was still fun, and if you enjoy playing Pack Wars, having that game essentially built into every pack makes it super easy and fun to play. The out of 20 parallel I got in MVP helped provide some value there, and it provided an opportunity to, 
start a fairly scarce set if you really wanted to start chasing and, and building um, you know building an insert set all serial numbered out of 20 that would be quite a challenge to do so who won which provided a better experience I'm gonna say the extended series box at essentially the same price it's hard to argue with all of the content that you get out of extended series you get more cards a wider variety of inserts more opportunities for parallels and some great photography on the base cards. The MVP set is still a great product, and if the pricing was closer to what we've seen in the past, with extended series being over $100 a box and MVP being closer to $50 a box, the MVP would be a fantastic box for the money. But as of this episode, they're roughly the same price, and I think if you're talking about two boxes at a pretty much the same price, I would go with the extended series over the MVP. Now I want to know your thoughts. Have you opened these products and what was your experience like? Well, what about in past years? Was your cost or your experience different from prior versions of MVP and, and extended series? Now I only opened one box of each, but I'm also wondering what that experience would be like if you opened a whole case. Let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram, Threads, or TikTok at Waxpack Hero, and let me know what you think about Upper Deck MVP and Upper Deck Extended Series. Well, that is all I have for you today, so I'll catch you next time.